I'm Paul Wagner. Join me as I dig deep into the mysterious case of the Potomac River Rapist. Listen to Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's award-winning American Nightmare podcast series, available now wherever you get your podcasts. Released, I'm Melissa Howell. Calls for immediate action after a new report of the D.C. Housing Authority. I'm Ian Kramer. Maryland loses to Purdue on a busy college football Saturday. The Commanders prepare to host Tennessee in Sunday NFL action. And the baseball playoffs continue. It's 1 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Christopher Cruz in Washington. Thousands of people marched through the U.S. Saturday in support of abortion rights, including Zora Kayyem in the nation's capital. If we want successful children, we have to create an environment that is appropriate for their upbringing. And if there is a possibility that that goal cannot be met, women should decide what they want to do with their body. Hurricane Julia will soon make land in Central America. We've had a couple of reconnaissance aircraft in the storm, uh, and they reported that the system now has maximum winds of 75 miles per hour. It's located in the southwest Caribbean Sea and is expected to make landfall along the coast of Nicaragua. The National Hurricane Center's Daniel Brown. Now the world waits for Vladimir Putin's reaction to an explosion on a key bridge between Russia and Crimea. CBS's Michael George. Massive flames and black smoke rose from the Kerch Bridge to Crimea Saturday. Part of the parallel road beneath it collapsed into the sea. Russia's state media said a bomb exploded just after 6 a.m., setting fire to several railway oil tankers. The bridge is not only a symbol of Russia's claim on Crimea, which it annexed from Ukraine in 2014, it's also a key supply route for Russian military forces. North Korea has conducted another ballistic missile test. Reporter Alex Jensen in the South Korean capital, Seoul. After North Korea's military warned it was gravely watching joint drills involving the U.S. and South Korea, it test-fired two short-range ballistic missiles in the early hours of Sunday morning local time. It comes as North Korea's complained about the recent redeployment of the USS Ronald Reagan aircraft carrier and its powerful strike group to the east of the Korean peninsula. It's another triumph for Elon Musk's SpaceX. CBS News space consultant Bill Harwood. SpaceX capped off a particularly busy week by launching two Intelsat communication satellites and putting on a truly spectacular show in the process. Launching after sunset and then climbing into the light of the sun, the rocket put on a dramatic show for area residents and tourists, climbing past the rising moon and then on into space. In addition to launching the satellites, SpaceX also successfully recovered its Falcon 9 Stage 1 booster. A man from Oregon who was known decades ago as the jogger rapist is going to be released from prison in about two months after almost 36 years behind bars, nearly his entire term. Richard Gilmore admitted to raping nine girls in the Portland area in the 1970s and 80s. He was only convicted in one case because of the statute of limitations. This is CBS News. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Their end-to-end hiring system helps you attract, interview, and hire candidates all in the same place. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. 103, Sunday morning, October 9th, 2022. 43 degrees in the nation's capital. Cold overnight. Some frost in the outlying suburbs. Some areas into the upper 30s for lows. 
Hello there, I'm Ian Crawford. The top local story we're following this hour. Demonstrators for abortion rights took to the streets and rallies across the nation Saturday. On Capitol Hill, thousands took part in the event organized by the Women's March. They've come from far and wide to attend this demonstration, raising their voices a month before the midterm elections. I'm out here today to try to get our rights back as women. Stacy Lee made the trip from Cuyahoga Falls, Ohio, declaring that abortion should be legal, safe, and accessible to all women. If the government's going to force women to have babies, then the government needs to pay for everything for that child, period. All of the prenatal care, the birth costs, everything. The organizers are hoping this and other demonstrations in numerous cities give a boost to candidates favoring abortion rights in the November 8th congressional elections. On Capitol Hill, Dick Iuliano, WTOP News. Investigators in Arlington County continue to piece together what led to an elderly woman being hit and killed by a car. Police say the crash happened around 9 o'clock Saturday morning at the intersection of Little Falls Road and John Marshall Drive. They believe the driver of the striking car turned left from John Marshall Drive onto Little Falls Road and hit the 85-year-old woman as she was crossing in the crosswalk. The woman, Gwendolyn Hayes of Arlington, was taken to the hospital where she died. The driver remained on the scene. It's the third fatal pedestrian crash on that stretch of Little Falls Road over the past eight years. It's 105. A man accused of murder is back in custody. He was mistakenly released from the Loudoun County Jail earlier this week, an incident that has led to questions around how that happened. Commonwealth's attorneys are calling the mistake erroneous and say the Loudoun County Sheriff's Office is responsible for the release of 25-year-old Stone Lee Colburn. He was found in Georgia and is now back in custody. He's accused of murdering his brother's girlfriend, Natalie Crow. Commonwealth's attorney, Buta Bibarat, says the original murder charge was dismissed after a request for a second mental health evaluation was denied. Despite her office filing a new charge against Colburn for concealing a body, he was still released. The sheriff's office snapped back, saying prosecutors dropped the murder charge, which led to Colburn walking free. Bibberai has responded saying her office is disappointed by how the sheriff's office has mischaracterized his release. Melissa Howell, WTOP News. It's 106. A top election official in Prince William County is quitting, saying he's tired of the stress of the job, much of it, he says, brought on by local Republican leaders. Registrar Eric Olson says the GOP leader made phone calls to election officials suggesting they would be getting different election day assignments than the ones Olson had announced. In an interview with Inside Nova, Prince William County GOP Chair Denny Doherty said he was simply asking the county to honor the political party's rights to pick their own representatives instead of having to accept the registrar's choices. The elections office also received a letter from a lawyer for the local GOP which threatened a lawsuit if Republicans didn't get more representation in the higher-ranking election chief and assistant chief roles. A D.C. council member is promising legislation to reform the district's housing authority after a federal report finds the agency loaded with problems. The D.C. housing authority is completely dysfunctional, failing its residents and the city. That from Councilwoman Alyssa Silverman to the 72-page report that finds D.C.H.A. is not providing safe and usable housing, over and undercharging tenants, listing units as vacant that are actually occupied, and at risk of being in default on federal contracts, among a host of other findings. Silverman calls it a blistering indictment and a wake-up call for urgent and immediate action. The councilwoman says she will introduce reform legislation soon to make sure the lowest-income residents have safe, high-quality, and secure housing. The Washington Post reports the housing authority has until November 30th to respond. A spokeswoman for the mayor says she will hold her comments until that response is into HUD.
Ann Kramer, WTOP News. Coming up after traffic and weather. Two students fighting at a Maryland high school. One is accused of taking out a knife. I'm Nick Einelli. It's 107. Hey, ladies, ready to order appetizers? Hmm, I don't think I should. I'm trying to cut back on spending lately. Didn't you download that Upside app I told you about? The one that gets you cash back. Huh? No, I didn't. Is it really worth it? Yes, because of cash back from Upside, I haven't had to cut back. Even with prices getting extremely high lately. Wow. And what do you get cash back on again? You get money back on gas, groceries, and it works at restaurants. Look, I get 37% cash back on this meal, including on drinks and apps. All right, I'm sold. You order the apps, I'm buying and getting the cash back on Upside. Oh no, I've created a monster. Download the free Upside app and use promo code APPS for an extra $10 on your first purchase of $10 or more. That's promo code APPS for an extra $10 on the free Upside app. Remember, use promo code APPS for an extra $10 on your first purchase. Don't cut back. Get cash back with the free app from Upside. It's 108. Slow or clogged drains? Call Michael and Son and get $100 off at train cleaning today. Traffic and weather on the 8th. Here's Carlos Ramirez in the traffic center. Thanks, Ian. The BW Parkway is still closed. All lanes completely shut down between Maryland 198 and Maryland 197. That is in both directions. If you're headed southbound, it did sound like some folks were still stuck in those closures. A listener uh, did report that they were stuck there for about three hours. So if they still have not cleared up the last remaining few folks, there's still some uh, people stuck in that closure. They are, however, in the process of turning people around. So if you are stuck in there, that you will be turned around very soon. If you're down in Virginia, the eastbound side of 66 is dealing with the work zone between Nutley Street and the Beltway. It's just a single lane getting by there. Delays are relatively light right now, though, so you should be just fine headed past that. Westbound side, same story, just past the Beltway itself. You'll have a single lane along the right-hand side getting by. Inner loop of the Beltway is quiet, headed through Tyson's. No issues towards the American Legion Bridge. I-95. Between Fredericksburg and the Springfield Interchange, all traffic running up to speed. Now, a listener did inform us that there were an awful lot of streetlights out on the highway on I-95 north of uh, the Dumfries area. However, looking through cameras now, it looks like those lights uh, should be working once again. If you happen to see any section of roadway with those lights out, just contact VDOT and we'll see what's going on. 395 looks good, headed up towards a 14th Street Bridge. Southeast-Southwest Freeway looks great, and so does a 3rd Street Tunnel. 1-866-304-WTOP is the traffic tip line. I'm Carlos Ramirez, WTOP Traffic. Sunday morning forecast now from Storm Team 4, meteorologist Samara Theodore. Temperatures are headed into the mid-60s this afternoon. The thing is, it's a cold start. 30s and 40s walking out the door, frost advisories and freeze warnings in place, especially west of D.C. By tomorrow, highs will be in the upper 60s. We're warming gradually through the week ahead. Mostly sunny for your Monday. Tuesday, plenty of sunshine with highs in the low to mid-70s. Wednesday, mostly sunny. High temperatures on Wednesday, also in the low to mid-70s. I'm Storm Team 4 meteorologist Samara Theodore. The chill is on. It's 37 in Fredericksburg, 47 in Hyattsville, 47 on the eastern shore in Easton, Maryland. Brought to you by Long Fence. Save 15% on Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences. Go to longfence.com today and schedule your free in-home estimate. It's 1-11. One person has died and another juvenile is in critical condition following a collision on the Baltimore-Washington Parkway. You've been hearing Carlos talk about this all morning. It happened about 9.30 Saturday night in the northbound lanes of the parkway just north of Route 197. U.S. Park Police tell us the driver of one of the cars involved in that crash has died. The driver of a second car and three minors were all transported to the hospital. That driver and two of the kids suffering injuries not life-threatening, but a third juvenile hospitalized with life-threatening injuries. 
degrees. The Baltimore-Washington Parkway remains shut down between routes 197 and 198 for the investigation. Stay with WTOP for traffic on traffic and weather on the 8th to find out the latest information about the crash and the condition of the BW Parkway. It's 1-11. A man accused of stabbing someone in Prince George's County is facing a laundry list of charges. Hyattsville police say it happened last Saturday near Hamilton Street and 31st Avenue. Witnesses tell police Renee Morales and a second man got into an argument with a third man before Morales stabbed the victim 17 times. The victim managed to walk off before approaching an off-duty Hyattsville detective a block away and then taken to the hospital. Morales turned himself in on Wednesday. He's being held without bond. He faces several charges, including first-degree attempted murder. The second man with Morales was questioned by police but is not facing charges. The victim's condition has been upgraded from critical to stable condition. Criminal charges are pending against a high school freshman in Frederick, Maryland, accused of pulling out a weapon during a fight at school on Friday. Here's WTOP's Nick Ionelli. The 14-year-old girl, who is not being identified because of her age, is facing several charges, including assault, reckless endangerment, and having a dangerous weapon on school property. Frederick County Sheriff's deputies say the girl got into a fight with another student in the cafeteria at Governor Thomas Johnson High School. They say during the fight, she took out a 10-inch knife and held it in a threatening manner. The school resource officer there, who is a sheriff's deputy, was able to intervene and take the knife away. The girl was then taken into custody. No one was injured. Nick Ainelli, WTOP News. Montgomery County Police investigating a shooting Friday night just after 9 p.m. in the 12,900 block of Twinbrook Parkway. Police say they responded to a report of shots fired and found a man holding a gun with an extended magazine by his side. He pointed the weapon at an officer as he was getting out of his cruiser. The man was ordered to get on the ground, but instead he dropped the gun and ran. Police found shell casings at the scene. Anyone with information asked to give Montgomery County Police a call. Just ahead, sports with Frank Hanrahan. It's 113. I knew I had a problem, but I didn't know what to do about it. I tried counting calories. I took pills. Eating and eating and then more eating. I really wanted to stop, but nothing could make me stop. At one point, it was so bad that... I just felt like giving up. I felt so alone. Like nobody else could possibly understand. We understand. We're Overeaters Anonymous, and we have helped thousands of people just like you. People who want to stop their compulsive eating and start living a healthy, rewarding life. Overeaters Anonymous helped me get my life back. Now I eat in a way that's healthy and good for me. I never realized what I was missing out on. With OA, I am living again and loving it. Start living the life you deserve with help from Overeaters Anonymous. Find us on the web at OA.org. 114. Virginia is for eaters and drinkers. All kinds of eaters and drinkers. For oyster shuckers and slurpers. Winery samplers are all-day wine drinkers. Brewery hoppers and distillery sippers. For those who order grits and those who order cheese grits. We all know what the right way to order is. For barbecue triers who turn into finger lickers and meat off the bone suckers. Mm. All right, all this talk of food is making me hungry. I gotta go get some mac and cheese. Like I was saying, Virginia is for all sorts of food lovers. So come love it for yourself. Furnished by the Virginia Tourism Corporation. 
At United Bank, the community bank of the nation's capital, we know the financial decisions you're making to keep your families and future secure. With a long history of safe, sound, relationship-driven banking practices, we provide our customers with peace of mind protection. We offer the best of both worlds, the technology, products, and expertise you expect from a big bank, but with the personal touch and local decision-making only a local community bank delivers. Learn more at bankwithunited.com. Member FDIC. Sports at 15 and 45, powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. 115, Frank Hanrahan. Washington Commanders in action Sunday, 1 o'clock against the Tennessee Titans. Washington desperate for a win. They're 1 and 3. They've, yeah, dropped three straight. Titans come in at 2 and 2, and they are a slight favorite on paper kickoff at 1 o'clock. College football on Saturday. Tough go for the Terps as they fall at home to Purdue, 31-29. Next up for 4-2 Maryland is the Indiana Hoosiers. Indiana lost to number 4 Michigan, 31-10. Virginia falls to Louisville, 34-17. Navy crushes Tulsa, 53-21. Virginia Tech lost at Pitt 45-29. Louis State topping Virginia State 41-14. Georgetown was a loser. Baseball playoff Seattle was a winner. Comes from 8-1 down to beat Toronto 10-9, win that series. Oscar Gonzalez, walk-off homer, bottom of the 15th. Cleveland one-zip win over Tampa to win that series 2-0. Mets beat San Diego to stay alive. A decisive game three is on Sunday. Capitals closing in on the regular season. They wrapped up their final preseason games, getting by Columbus 4-3 in overtime. Back to college football, Alabama stays number one, you would think, after barely getting by Texas A&M 24-20, but they did not have their starting quarterback, Bryce Young, who was out with an injury. I'm Frank Hand, Rand, WTOP Sports. Tom stories we're following for you this morning on WTOP. Russian President Vladimir Putin is moving to tighten security on a key bridge to Crimea after an explosion caused part of that bridge to collapse. The Kerch Bridge is an important supply artery for the Kremlin's faltering war efforts in southern Ukraine. North Korea fired two short-range ballistic missiles toward its eastern waters, the latest in a series of weapons tests. The launches come a day after the North warned that the redeployment of U.S. aircraft carrier near the Korean peninsula was inflaming regional tensions. Thousands of women marched and held rallies all around the country yesterday, including here in D.C. The Women's March demonstrations were calling for more support for midterm election candidates who support Women's reproductive rights. Stay with WTOP for more on these stories in just minutes. 117, and after a rough flu season in the Southern Hemisphere's just completed winter, health officials here are hoping you're going to roll your sleeve up soon for a flu vaccine shot. U.S. health experts are encouraging all Americans to get a flu vaccine. They expect this could be a highly infectious year. Also, for the first time, health officials are recommending people 65 and older receive a high-dose flu vaccine or adjuvanted flu vaccine. An adjuvant is added to the vaccine to create a stronger immune response. That is CBS. This is Michael George reporting from New York. It's 118. We bring you traffic and weather on the 8th, starting in the traffic center with Carlos Ramirez. Thank you, Ian. BW Parkway still completely shut down between Maryland 198 and 197. Traffic cannot get by in either direction right now for the crash that did happen during the 9 o'clock hour. As of now, traffic is still being detoured to follow any police uh, direction through that area. 
Hearing about a new accident scene on the outer loop of the Capitol Beltway. It's going to be on the outer loop there as you make your approach towards I-95. Uh, not seeing exactly how many lanes might be affected, but proceed with caution as you make your approach towards 95. If you're headed on the inner loop of the Beltway, things are quiet as you head towards Tyson's. 66 westbound has the work zone headed past the Beltway. As you make your way by, you should have just a single lane getting by. Eastbound side, same story. After Nutley Street, just a single lane gets by the accident scene. I-95 is quiet between the Fredericksburg area and Springfield. No issues to report on 395. And it looks like in the district, the accident scene that was there along New York Avenue has cleared. Not seeing any issues there. A little crowded, of course, along Bladensburg Road, but a lot of events happening in the city tonight. So you may just see a lot of crowded areas through there. I'm actually looking at the cameras. Awful lot of pedestrians out there as well, so just be extra careful as always. DC 295 completely up to speed. There was a crash on the southbound side of the BW Parkway near River Riverdale Road, but looks like that one cleared as well. If you're headed across the Bay Bridge tonight, just keep in mind they've got two-way traffic on the eastbound span. Westbound span is closed. You've got a single lane getting by in either direction there on the eastbound span. I-97 looks good. No issues headed up towards Glen Burnie. Southbound side looks good as well. If you're headed towards Southern Maryland, no issues to report on Branch Avenue, 301 or 210. Relatively quiet at night along those roadways. Carlos Ramirez, WTOP Traffic. Storm Team 4, Samara Theodore with your Sunday forecast. Mostly sunny out there today, but it's still feeling awfully chilly to start. Temperatures out the door will be in the 30s and 40s. We are tracking uh, a frost advisory and freeze warning west of D.C. through your Sunday morning. By Monday, highs will be in the upper 60s, mostly sunny. We'll finally make it to the 70s on Tuesday, so we are looking at some gradual warming throughout the week ahead. Mostly sunny with uh, highs in the low to mid-70s on Wednesday as well. I'm Storm Team 4 meteorologist Samaria Theodore. 40 in Reston, 38 in Woodbridge, 47 in Bethesda, brought to you by Len the Plumber. Trusted same-day service, seven days a week. Just ahead, that meeting you're struggling to stay awake during could be costing the company plenty. It's 120. Hiring the right talent is my number one priority for my growing company. I used to believe that if you post it, they will come was the only way to recruit new employees. However, after months of being ghosted by candidates and having more empty chairs than employees made me fire the dot coms and reach out to 2060 Digital. Their team of experts created and managed a custom marketing strategy to help me reach and hire the best candidates for my growing company. Their social media experts created ads that highlighted our facility. Their email experts developed A-B testing strategies to find the best time to reach them. And the best part? 2060 Digital is a Google Premier Partner. So when my audience searched for available jobs online, we topped our competitors in search engines. See what they can do for you by visiting 2060digital.com. 2060 Digital. Building campaigns that connect. 121. Hi, I'm Mandy Moore. We can do great things when we stand together. With support from American Airlines, Stand Up to Cancer is closer than ever before to achieving its mission to make every cancer patient into a long-term survivor. Through this incredible collaboration, we are pushing cancer research to new heights. Doctors and scientists, team members, patients and their families all working and standing up to move progress forward. The fight against cancer never stops. Thankfully, new and promising treatments can help save lives now. Flight is prepared for takeoff. So get on board and join this mission. 
learn more about how you can support this groundbreaking effort and get advantage miles, go to standuptocancer.org slash American Airlines. This is WTOP News. It's 122. Democrats in Fairfax County have nominated Holly Siebold as their candidate in a special election to fill an open seat in the Virginia House of Delegates. Delegate Mark Keem, a six-term Democrat, is stepping down for a job in the Biden administration. Siebold, a former Fairfax County school teacher, will face voters in a special election in January. District 35 includes McLean, Tysons, Dunloring, and other parts of Fairfax County. It's been in Democratic hands since 2003. The chair of the Montgomery County Planning Board is denying accusations in the latest chapter to unfold at the agency facing controversy. Planning Board Chair Casey Anderson strongly denies contents of a leaked email, which accuses him of creating a hostile workplace. Bethesda Magazine says Anderson says the allegations are false and he will not be resigning as chair of the planning board. Anderson was reprimanded recently by the Montgomery County Council and stripped of four weeks' pay when the council learned he had kept a well-stocked liquor cabinet in his office, according to Maryland Matters. The director of the planning board, Gwen Wright, was ousted by the board Friday, two months before scheduled retirement. Dick Iuliano, WTOP News. Election 2022 on WTOP and keep an eye on your mailbox. Ballots are being mailed out this week across D.C. as voters will choose candidates for a number of major races, including mayor and two at-large council seats. Proactively mailing ballots out is something that started in D.C. when the pandemic began. Those changes were very popular then and very convenient for voters, and that's why we've still been using those same approaches for voters to cast their ballots. And this week, more than 500,000 ballots are being mailed out, one going to every registered voter in the city. Nick Jacobs with the D.C. Board of Elections says you can mail the ballot back or put it in a drop box. Drop boxes will be opening on October 14th. And if you want to vote in person, early in-person voting in D.C. starts on October 31st. Nick Ainelli, WTOP News. The graduation numbers for Virginia's class of 22 are out and the graduation rate remains high. Stats posted to the Department of Education's website show that 92% of public high schoolers turned their tassel this year. That's slightly down from the year before, but better than pre-pandemic levels. The Commonwealth saw the biggest decrease in Richmond, their year-to-year off 4%. English learners saw the largest decrease overall. Dropout rates also on the rise. The department did not issue a public release this year as past administrations have. It was just posted to the website. Ralph Fox, WTOP News. Money News at 25 and 55 on WTOP, 125 with Ann Cates. This is a Bloomberg Money Minute. Some employees, including those in the sitcom The Office, dread work meetings. With our employees, clients. Kill me. Hey, all right. Obviously, we all want to die, but we have to get through this. Bloomberg reporter Matthew Boyle says such gatherings could also cost companies a lot of money. When you take a look at the number of hours spent in unnecessary meetings, it works out to about $25,000 per employee annually and projects out to about $100 million a year for a big organization with 5,000 or more people. Boyle adds that employees spend an average of 18 hours a week in meetings and are not always paying attention. How many meetings do you go into it? 
say, oh my God, why am I in this meeting? I'm not getting anything out of it. I'm going to spend the time multitasking. A survey found employees decline only 14% of meeting invites they get, even though they'd prefer to back out of almost one-third of them. Experts say no one wants to offend the meeting organizer by skipping it, so they go anyway. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Ann Cates on WTLP. Just ahead, after traffic and weather, Russia tightens security on a key bridge to the Crimea after it's rocked by a Saturday explosion. It's 126. Children in poverty. Each one unique. Each one full of dreams. They're our hope. Our future. They're the reason Children International exists. And even when the whole world